Super Scientist Nano Girl is on a mission to show everyone the wonders of science. She's joined by her trusty sidekick, the constantly learning artificial intelligence repository. We call her Claire. Let's cross now to Nano Girl's secret lab. Okay, I think one more ornament should do it. My senses tell me that your tree is very bright, Nano Girl. It is bright. I want all the decorations on the tree. My mum gave me this little rocket when I was ten, and my dad helped me to make a costume out of tinsel for that party last year. It's all got to go on the tree. My calculations suggest your tree cannot hold up anymore. No way. There's no such thing as too much. I'm just going to put this gigantic star at the top. Ta-da! All done. Doesn't it look great? Oh no! look great. Huh, luckily I have some duct tape. Uh, that should solve it and we're going to have to start all over again. Hmm, and maybe this time I'll put more decorations on the bottom instead of the top. That might help balance the height to weight ratio. What happens once the tree is finished, Nano Girl? Well, when I was younger, my parents told me that on Christmas Eve, Santa comes around with presents and leaves them under the tree on Christmas morning. I'm not sure opening presents under your tree is the best idea. And maybe there should be some sort of warning sign for the Santa person. It'll be fine, and Santa's great. He wouldn't let anything stop him delivering presents. Who is Santa, anyway? Oh, well, there's a story about a round-bearded guy who travels on a sleigh which is pulled by a team of reindeer. He's a popular guy right now. We've had lots of questions about him. Here's one from Waititi. If Santa delivered a gift to every kid in the world, how fast would he have to go? That's a great question. Huh, it's going to be difficult to calculate. We're going to have to take lots of different things into consideration. Do you think you can help her answer it? Oh, absolutely. I've got some experiments that I think could help. And I know my friend Matthew will be able to help too. The tree will have to wait. To my sleigh! I mean, to the jet vault! love my jet vault. I reckon if I decorate it, we might be able to go fast enough to help Santa deliver a few presents. Hmm. I have to make sure that my GPS is working okay. Here's a good test. Now that looks like a great school down there and it has a huge field and oh, I can see there are children in the field. Okay, must be time to land. Is that a spaceship that just landed in our field? I think it is. Oh, okay, I think I'm here. I can see some kids over there. Hold on. Uh, hi. Are you Hello? an alien? Am I an alien? Uh, I hope not. Uh, at least not on Earth. Uh, look, I, I just crash-landed and I'm I'm not really sure where I am. Can you tell me where I am? Uh, Orake School. Oh, Orake School? Mm-hmm. Yep. Fabulous. GPS was correct. Um, I'm looking for somebody called Wairiri. Is she here? That's me. Hey, Wairiri. Uh, I'm Nano Girl and you had a question for me. Yeah, my question was, if Santa delivered a gift to every kid in the world, how fast would he have to go? <gasps> that is a great question. Does anybody have any idea? No. Um, nope. How do you think we might measure how fast? 
Well, we need to get the circumference of the Earth, like the area around it, the sphere. Ah, okay. And what else do you think we'd need to find out? How many houses there are. How many houses there are. How fast the reindeers would be going. Yeah, if it was powered by reindeer, how fast they would go and maybe how they might fly. Do you know what? These are a lot of questions and I have no idea what the answer is, but I know somebody who might. Do you want to come on an adventure with me? Yes. Yes. Yeah? Yes. yeah? Okay. Um, we're going to need to get into the jet vault. So everybody squeeze in. And seatbelts on. All right. Taking off. Three, two, one. <laughs> and just a bit to the left. And a bit to the right. And a bit more to the left. Okay. Hey, look down there. Can you see that person down there? They look really tiny because we're high up. Mm, yeah, I think I see one. Why don't we take a closer look? Uh, I'm just going to land it. Get ready. Hold on. <laughs> oh, everybody okay? Mm, I, I think, think so. I hope so. Okay, so if you're all in one piece, um, let's get out and see if we can find my friend Matthew. Here we go. Hi, Nanako. Hi. Um, look, I've brought some friends with me today. How are you doing? I am good. Oh, hi, kids. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, look, this is uh, Wairiri, and she has a question, and I wondered if you might be able to help us answer it. Oh, I'm sure that I can. What's your question, Wairiri? My question was, if Santa delivered a gift to every kid in the world, how fast would he have to go? Oh, wow. That, that's a tough question. Um, and to answer it, we're going to have to know a few things about planet Earth and how everything is connected together. Well, Matthew, that's why I came to find you, because you're an Earth scientist, and I thought, well, we might be able to use your knowledge to help. So what is it that you do? So Earth science is the study of the planet around us. It's connecting all of the different sciences together and figuring out why we have an atmosphere, why the rocks below our feet formed, how they formed and how all of the systems connect together to give us like winds and rain and oceans and everything that basically makes life on our planet possible. That's cool. And we're here in Oraki Domain, and I see you're setting up an experiment using some rockets over there, so we'll come back to that. But what sort of questions do you think we need to find out the answers to to answer Wairudi's question? Uh, we need to know how many houses there are in the world. Mm -hmm. We need to know how the reindeers are flying, so... Like, how fast they'll be going? Depending on how general we're doing this, we might have to know, like, how many families in the world actually celebrate Christmas. Very good. Uh, we also need to know the circumference of the Earth. Circumference of the Earth, yep. Anything else? What do you think, Matthew? Have we got all the inputs there? Um, I think we might also need to, to think about how heavy Santa's sleigh is and, oh. and how many snacks and things he has on board to keep him sustained while he's delivering presents. If it was me, there would be lots of snacks. It's only, he has to do it all in one night, so he wouldn't need that much food. Oh, that's right. So how, how long is a night? How many hours is a night? We could say 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Would it be 12 hours or would there be more time, Matthew? Um, I, th I would say that there'd be more time because as the planet's orbiting, we're not going to have daytime in, in the same place at the same time. So if we, if we have one night and then we have a day, how much time do we have, Nano Girl? Oh, let me think. So if he's crossing time zones, so he's at night all the way around 
in the right time, in the right place. I reckon he might even have had 36 hours. What do you think? I think that sounds about right, yeah. That's much longer than one normal night for us. OK, so he's got 36 hours to get around. Well, how, what is the circumference of the Earth? Does anybody know? 40,000 kilometres, somewhere around there. Good job, 40,000 kilometres. Is that right, Matthew? That, that's about right, yes, yes. Give or take a, a, few, a couple of thousand kilometres here or there, but it is very close. So what's the first calculation we can do just to get an assumption? If we know the circumference of the Earth and we know how long nighttime can be if we start at... Well, where would we have to start? Well, we'd have to figure out how long it's going to take him to do one orbit and then from there we could figure out if he was just doing one orbit in that time, how fast he'd have to travel. Hmm. So I guess if we, if we do that, we can, we can say that for him to do one orbit around the Earth and in 36 hours, he'd probably be doing about 1,111 kilometres per hour. Whoa, that's epic. Wow. That's, is that fast? Yeah. yeah. But there's one problem. It's not ju- he's not just doing one orbit because he's not just going around the equator. He has to go to every bit of the planet. That's, That's right. That's exactly right. OK, let me recalculate that. Now, so, I've just Googled it and I figured out that he would have to go around the entire world and leave just after sunset from the Chatham Islands. Um, and that's about 800 kilometres east of here. And then if he goes all the way around, up and down and up and down, and ends up in, let me see, just before sunrise in the far west, then that would give him about 36 hours. Now, if we figure out how many children there are, and we figure out how fast he has to go, on the back of a notepad, hold on, crikey, I think that he would have to travel over 3,000 kilometres per second? Wow! Is that possible? Can you go that fast? You can go that fast. Um, so nothing can travel faster than the speed of light, which is 10 to the power of 9 kilometres per hour. Um, so, yeah, it is possible in theory to go that fast. OK. But is it possible in real life, do we think? I mean, can you even imagine how fast that might be? Well, how fast do rockets go? How fast do rockets that go to space fly? That depends on the rocket. Five, four, three. They get up to about 25,000 kilometres per hour at times, even faster. Two, one. So what if we put a rocket up Santa's bum? Would that be how he goes that fast? <laughs> if we put two rockets on either side of the sleigh. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So yes. if we were to put some rockets on Santa's sleigh... What, what could we fuel them with? Like, what sort of power would they be powered by? Reindeer meat. <laughs> Manual elf labour. Elf labour. What do you think we power rockets with? Oil. Fuel. Oil? Yeah. What else do you think we might power rockets with? Nuclear fission. Maybe nuclear fission. Definitely not reindeer there, right? No. <laughs> no. Matthew, what do we power rockets with? So we have a few options on how we can power our our rockets. Um, Our little small model rockets, we can power with like black powder or other other propellants which are solid. But for bigger rockets, like the ones that you've seen going into space, normally they'll have a liquid propellant. It'll be something like liquid kerosene or liquid hydrogen, and then they add what's called an oxidizer to that. So we add some liquid oxygen into it. And can you can you guess why we do that? Maybe to make it stay liquid or to make it combust? You're right. So we want to make it combust, but we want to make it combust even faster than it would normally. So when we add our liquid oxygen to it, it speeds up the combustion process and it means that we can generate a lot more heat and a lot more 
pressure coming out of the right end of the rocket to get it into orbit. Cool. Now, also, I'm looking at your rockets over here, and they have pointy noses. But when I look at pictures of Santa's sleigh, it's not pointy, is it? Mm-mm. No. no. So why, why do your rockets have pointy noses? That's to help with aerodynamics. Um, so if we didn't have a pointy nose on the rocket, there'd be quite a lot of friction from the air particles as it went up into the air, and it would, it would slow it down a lot. So without, without a pointy nose on it, we're going to have trouble getting them to go very high at all. Maybe the reindeer are there because of their pointy noses. Oh, maybe the reindeer are attached, not to make it fly, but to make it more aerodynamic. Good idea. The reindeer could fly in an arrow formation. That's true. That is very true. But how do reindeer breathe when they're all the way up? So maybe, maybe the reindeer are just there to get Santa up into the sky, and then once he gets high enough, the rockets take over. Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, maybe there are secret rocket boosters on the sleigh that we haven't heard about. Maybe the reindeer are just robot reindeer. Robot reindeer, I like that. Okay, so let's think about this. Let's just pretend that Santa actually is rocket-powered and the reindeer are just there for aerodynamics with their pointy noses. And... I see you have some rockets over there. Do you think maybe you could teach us about these rockets? We could launch them, see how fast they go, and then figure out if that's fast enough to power Santa's sleigh? Yes, we can. Shall we come over and have a look at the rockets over here? Yeah. Yeah. OK, these look super cool. You have three rockets set up, and they seem to be attached to a wire. Tell me about this one in the middle. That's a smaller rocket. It's made out of carbon fibre. You can see how the light catches the carbon fibres in it. You can see how they're woven together and then they have a resin on the outside which holds it all together and makes it nice and strong. It looks like a black fabric material, almost like a cloth. It is. So that's how they make it. They take layers of cloth and then they shape them around a form and they impregnate it with resin. So you end up with a strong but lightweight, effectively reinforced cloth. Um, and carbon fibre is what they use for real rockets, for like the large ones, so that they can be lightweight and they can still be nice and strong and rigid and make their way into space. That's cool. But the other rockets are not black, made out of carbon fibre. What are those made from? So those are, those are just made out of cardboard tubing. So with rockets these size, because they are so lightweight, you don't need the same strength as what you would if you were going to orbit. But in this case, we can use cardboard because it's so nice and lightweight and it'll actually make them go faster than the one in the middle. And we want them to go faster, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. so which of these three rockets do you think will go most quickly? I'd say the one on the right because it seems to be be the most aerodynamic at the top. Okay. It's pointier than the rest, I think. And what would you think will be the slowest? I think the one in the middle. Yeah, because. the carbon fibre one? Yeah. I agree, because of Amir's logic, it doesn't yeah. seem as pointy. Not as pointy. I like that. So how do we make these go up? So these have a little rocket motor in them. It's not a conventional motor, by say. It's got black powder and an oxidizer in there, and a, a little ceramic nozzle at the back of it, which concentrates the gases coming out and helps it to generate thrust to launch the rocket off the rod. What's black powder? So black powder is what's more commonly known as gunpowder. It's what was used to propel bullets and guns for many years and what has also been used for a long time for different things like fireworks. How do we make the black powder do something to launch these rockets? So we need to make sure we're doing it safely. So how we do that is we have a little electric 
igniter that pokes into the bottom of the rocket, and then we connect it to the control box over here. So that's what these wires are for? So that's what the wires are for, yes. And then we can be a safe distance away from the rockets when we hit the launch button, which sends an electrical current through the igniter, creating heat and igniting the black powder, which then launches the rocket into the sky. That's cool. Now there are three rockets here. Are we going to launch all three at the same time or separately? I'd say probably separately. I think we should launch them separately as well. Who wants to launch a rocket? Me. Me. I'm so excited. I love these rockets. They're so cool. So, uh, so now with our, with our launch, we want to make sure that we're standing clear of this. We also want to make sure we're not going to be downwind of where the rockets are going to end up because otherwise we might end up with a rocket on our head. So let's all move over here. And if we just stand back here, and I'll just go and connect the rockets so that we can be ready to launch. Yeah. So we'll just connect one at a time just for safety yeah. so reasons. Which one are we doing first? Number three? We're doing number three first. So that's the one that they thought would go the fastest, I think. All right. What do we need to do, Matthew? Okay. So we need to start off by turning on the switch on this box here number for number three. three. So that's on. And then turning on this switch here. And whoever, who would like to launch this one? I will. Excellent. Okay. If you come over. So when we're ready to launch, you just want to press this button here. So we're just about ready to launch. So what we want to do is we want to check to make sure that there's no one around us, that we're not going to hit anything, and check that the skies are clear. So we can do that. So the range is clear, the skies are clear. And now, can I have a countdown? Five, Five four, three, two, one. That's so cool. Look how fast it went. That went really high. And it only just started falling out. And where's it going to land? Are we going to end up in a tree? Yep. Oh, just behind the tree, I think. Did okay, it make that it to the ground? was really fast. Well done, my lady. It went much further up than I expected. Oh, so cool. Was it faster than you thought it was going to be? Definitely. <laughs> that was cool. Can we launch another one, Matthew? Yes, we can. Let's can go and set that one? up. Okay, so this one is labelled number one, and it's made out of... Is it cardboard too? It is cardboard as well, so it's very similar to the one that we just launched. I but think it, it's a little bit shorter. Ah, uh, yeah. It's shorter, and the nose isn't as pointy. No, no, it isn't. So, so do you think it'll go faster or slower than the pointy-nosed one? Slower, but only a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, All shall right. we see how fast it's going to go? Yeah. Okay. Five, Five four, four, three, three two, two, one... one. Look at it go! I think it's split apart. It's so high! I'm pretty oh, sure it's split apart. It lost its parachute. Pew! Do you think that was faster or slower? A like little was... bit slower. A little bit slower. I thought that was a yeah. bit faster. Okay, who wants to launch the final rocket? Me! That is well volunteered. All right, this is rocket number two, the one in the middle, which was made out of, does anybody remember? Carbon fiber. Carbon fiber. That's right, yes. And do we think this is the fastest or the slowest? Probably the slowest because it's heavier and less pointy at the top. I think it'll be the slowest. All right, well, there's only one way to find out. So, are you ready, rocket launcher? Yeah. Okay. Five, Five four, four, three, three two, one. Whoa! Oh. Hee -hee, you look at it go!
Do you think that was faster or slower? I think that might have been faster, actually. It's like it didn't go nearly as high as the first one, I think. I'm not sure. It was hard to tell. It's right. It is hard to tell when we're it looking is. with our eyes because it's hard to judge the distance. And how do you think we measure how fast something goes? What do we need to know? How far it went in how much time. Right. Do you know approximately how fast these are going? Um, so we've, we're launching it at about 75 metres per second. Um, which is a, a lot slower than what we'd need Santa's sleigh to go to be able to get around the world. So 75 metres per second is how fast they went, and they went really fast, right? Oh, wow. And we calculated that Santa will need to go at least 3,000 kilometres per second. So 3,000 kilometres per second is a lot faster than your... Than the 75 metres per second, yes. Wow. And I thought that was really fast. I do too. That was so fast. Santa's sleigh needs to have really good braking systems then because <laughs> if it's going that fast and has to stop at every single house... Yeah, it, it would, would have to. It would probably have to be going faster than 3,000 kilometres per second because it would have to slow down around where the houses are. True. That's right, yes. I bet that's how we can't see Santa because he's going so fast. I like that theory and maybe that's why nobody has seen him. On his sleigh, he's going quicker than our eyes can see, or at least track. I think that's probably the case, and he might also be higher up than we can see as well. I have a theory for how he could do it. He could fly his sleigh up into space and then just wait for the Earth's rotation while moving in the opposite direction, and that way he'd be able to go slower and still get there in time. I like that theory, but then he would surely have to zigzag as well to make sure that he's dropping all the presents off to all the kids as the Earth is rotating. If he's able to get all around the world, surely he can calculate exactly at which moment to drop the presents so that they land straight into the house. I like that idea. I guess we'd have to factor in other things like wind, maybe? I think so, and also atmospheric disturbances and atmospheric re-entry as the presents come back through to Earth. Oh, that's right. We wouldn't want the presents burning before they got to the kits. Yeah. That would be bad. That would be bad. So I guess what we're saying is Santa must have some kind of very advanced present delivery system that protects the presents as they come back to Earth and helps guide them into the right houses. I think there are still many more answers for this question that we need to find out, but I feel like we've learned a lot about speed and rockets and the circumference of the Earth. And Matthew, that has been super fun. Have you enjoyed it? Yeah. Yeah. Why, Lily, has this sort of helped answer your question? Definitely. I don't think we've got the true answer, but I think we've at least worked out how to measure speed and measure how fast he would have to go. And we did even calculate things like how many snacks he would need. Thank you all for coming out. It was a pleasure to launch some rockets with you. Thank Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. All right, we're going to squeeze back into the jet vault and I'm going to drop all of these kids at school. Oh, God, not again. (laughs) Thank you, Nanagirl. Bye. Thank you. Nana girl, did you answer why did his question? Well, sort of. We got close and I got to make some cool new friends and fly some rockets. And the best bit is we've ended up with even more questions than when we started. Which, you know, makes a day a total success. It also got me thinking about an experiment. We should get into the lab. You're going to need a balloon, a little piece of paper, some sticky tape, some string... And, well, maybe a sleigh, or at least a picture of a sleigh. 
So what you're going to do is you're going to blow up the balloon and you're going to twist it but not tie it so the air doesn't come out. Then you're going to roll up a piece of paper and stick it down so it makes a tube shape. I usually roll it around a pencil. You're going to stick that to the top of the balloon. Next, you're going to tie the string to, well, something that's not going to move. I usually do that to a door handle. And then you're going to feed the end of the string through the little tube that you've made, which is now attached to your balloon. Now what you've made is basically a place for the balloon to fly across. Okay, so hold the balloon at one end and point it towards the door. Next, let go of the balloon and all the air is going to fly out. And hopefully you've just made a balloon rocket. And if you time how long it takes your rocket to go along the piece of string, you can work out the speed. Now, my final bit is I like to draw a picture of a sleigh and add it to the bottom of my balloon and see whether that makes my rocket go faster or slower. To have your own science adventure, check out the rocket video on the RNZ website. You'll also find all of the instructions to have a go yourself. Let us know how you get on. Email us at scienceadventures at rnz.co.nz. Right, now to finish my tree. Have you considered leaving a few decorations off the tree, Nano Girl? No way! If Santa can get all the way around the world delivering presents, then I can work out how to get all of my decorations on this tree. But Santa is magical, Nano Girl. So is science, Claire. So is science. Thanks for listening to Nano Girl's great science adventures. And thanks to Matthew Smith from the New Zealand Rocketry Association for teaching us all about rockets. And a super special thanks to Wairiri, Amir, Chloe and Carlos from Oraki School for asking such great questions. Find all of Nano Girl's great science adventures on any podcasting app. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher and iHeartRadio too. It's also on the RNZ and NanoGirl websites. Wherever you find it, remember to click on the subscribe button so you don't miss out on an episode. Season 2 will be launching... Like a rocket... In the new year, so keep an ear out. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have a great science question, don't be afraid to ask us. Email scienceadventures at rnz.co.nz. This podcast was made by Dr. Michelle Dickinson, Sophie Fern, Marie Pipe, Jocelyn Bunch, Crystal Lee Brown, Liz Garten, Tim Watkin, and RNZ's amazing sound engineers. See you on our next adventure. Kakatiano.